Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. everybody and welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today I am delighted to introduce to you Naomi Tucker who is an entrepreneurial businesswoman over in the States and she after 25 years of working in event management suddenly had an aha moment and thought I should actually open my own company called Planners for Purpose and she has done so and I'd love to chat to her today about why did she do that and how has it improved her lives and those she works with. So welcome to the program, Naomi. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about your business at the moment. What does it look like? Why did you start your business? Well, right now, as far as Planners on Purpose, the reason why I started it was because I felt the need to help other event planners, specifically women, to help them go through their lives with less stress and overwhelm and provide a bit more balance in their lives. Uh, Event planners are one of the top 10 most stressful industries around the globe, and uh, we're right up alongside of firefighters and Um, police officers. So we have a lot of weight on our shoulders. And I myself personally have been through um, much in the industry, very stressful times. So I just wanted to give back to help support those event planners and those women to provide them with someone to talk to, someone to inspire them to see different perspectives, if they should have a challenge and offer them unique solutions to their challenge that hopefully provides them more balance. So that's my whole goal with Planners on Purpose. Fantastic. I love that. And I I can actually imagine that it is in the top 10 stressful jobs because as a CEO who's had lots of events over the years, and I obviously partner with event managers, and I'm constantly amazed of how they make it look like everything's going great, but how I know that there's all these spot fires go off, whether it's a dietary problem or someone, you know, couldn't find their room or a guest, a keynote doesn't show. We had one once who came from the States to Australia and dropped and smashed their laptop and didn't bring it back up. And we're like, what? (laughs) And and while I was like, oh my gosh, how do we get the event managers were like, don't worry, we'll work it out. And I'm like, how do you stay so calm? What is it about you ladies (laughs) and gentlemen? And uh, yeah, I'm thinking you must have just attention to detail programming mindset that is just so clear or maybe you've just learned to become you know what is it about is it a personality is it a a (laughs) how do you make it look easier than it is it's one of those things that you kind of go by the mantra of like don't don't let don't let anybody see you sweat right and you just you just keep going and I've been on the flip side of what you're saying you've seen the event planners be calm and um really get through those situations with ease you know there's always the war room there's the room that everyone goes to where they literally break down and they're like oh my gosh I can't do this anymore there are tears where you know 
just talking people off of uh, <laughs> off of bad places, you know, because they're trying to get through an event and they're under so much stress. So um, it is our jobs to be able to make it seem very um, pain free for our clients, but really we do endure all of that stress, all of that overwhelm, especially at those events. So um, it's really important that. You know, we love what we do. It's really important that we help ourselves get through those times where it's not not as uh, easy to walk through. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an interesting fit, isn't it? Then you've got people who just love organizing things, so they're the clipboard type personality of right. I've got this big big event. If I plan it well, if I've got all the details, if I've mapped it out, so it's all on the preparation, isn't it? Really. Right. Um, then surely everything delivers as as um, anticipated. However, mm -hmm. life then gets in the way, doesn't it? Things oh yes. Happen. So how have you seen people when you hear, when you say you've got them in the war room? What sort of mm -hmm. things happen while we're all you know sipping our champagne or <laughs> going to the next speaker or you know catching up with colleagues? What sort of things are happening behind the scenes? Well, I think behind the scenes, what you see is um, a lot a lot of preparation still. So even though, let's say, things are set in stone, there may be an agenda and we know what's coming up next, what speaker is happening next. Um, perhaps there's something wrong with that speaker. We can't find that speaker or um, we don't know where those gift boxes, when they're going to come, even though the client is expecting them to be there. So sometimes in the back end, there is a lot of hustle that's happening with the planners trying to make sure that all of the different details are in um, its place. And in addition to that, sometimes there's very personal things that are happening in that war room or in the back of the house too. We've had uh, planners that are going through divorce, planners that are uh, walking through really tough situations as they're taking care of a loved one who perhaps is sick or uh, planners that just lost a loved one. So we've had planners that are walking through those type of personal situations while they're actually enduring the stress and the overwhelm of making sure all the pieces are in its place as well. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a bit that can be going on um, in, the, in, the back, in, the, in the back of the house, but there's also joys <laughs> that happen as well. And um, definitely lots of good times, lots of laughter um, too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can imagine that actually. That's right. Mm -hmm. So like we all do at work, have our own private matters happening and, oh, yes. and we choose to therefore, you know, park them while we're sort of doing our job so that, you know, um, I'll deal with that later. But that's it. You're, mm -hmm. You've also got those issues happening in your sort of job where it's a pressure cooker and other people are going crazy at you. And it's not like, mm -hmm. you know, an office job where you can sort of just go quiet at your desktop and, you know, still do your work. You, you can actually be then put in confronting situations, people who are angry, shouting at you, frustrated. Yes. Uh, and then when you're in a vulnerable spot, uh, that can be, um, I imagine, very, very difficult. Yeah. Yes, and I've seen it. I've, I've seen it happen over and over again. And I feel like that's also another reason why I feel like the work that I'm doing at Planners on Purpose is necessary, only because to help planners get through those type of situation, like you said, perhaps they're dealing with a client that is very stressed and that stress mm -hmm. comes out at them in the form of anger, in the form of um, that anxiety, and they have to help not only manage their clients, you know, overwhelm, but then also their own. Um, so helping them understand what tools that they can use to be able to stay calm in that moment, think on their feet, and be able to act uh, appropriately. 
Yeah. I think you found such a niche area, unless there are other versions of what you do, because I haven't heard of it before, that specifically for event planners and their stress, Mm -hmm. you've actually um, taken your business to a, you know, a life coach perspective, actually, and saying, you know, you guys are in a highly stressed environment. You all Mm -hmm. do have things going on. You know, when you're working for that business, they'll all have their own um, um, employer, uh, you don't have time often to unpack that or share that, or you don't want to act like you're not coping and all those other pressures of employment. And so okay. your business has actually gone and said for your niche space, which is where you've spent 25 years. So you live and breathe it. Uh, you, you've now provided that support for people in that industry from an empowerment perspective to allow them to grow themselves so that they can stay in that industry. Cause many people yeah. have it so that you can go to the next industry or a next opportunity, mm-hmm. but you're actually saying, you know, stay where you are. You're good at what you do. Is that right? And it, that is right. And the fact that many, if you talk to event planners, they absolutely love what they do. They love the travel aspect of our roles. I've traveled the world. Many of the people that are in my um, space have traveled all over. They really, truly enjoy meeting new people, going to new places, but the events are definitely tough and getting through some of those events can definitely be stressful. So many people are lifers in our industry and they want to stay there. It's yeah. just that I hope to take down that whole that whole meeting planning is a stressful job and one of the top 10 in the world. I want that to come down a notch because I feel like it's very an enjoyable enjoyable role that many of us are um, just blessed to have. So if we can find ways to get through these different areas of um, discomfort that we can enjoy it a little bit more. So that's what I'm hoping to offer. Terrific. And Mm -hmm. so how has that whole industry then changed with COVID while we've shut down on events or events have now gone virtual? Has that created a whole new, I'm imagining, environment to how are events happening and how is the role that all of these people are doing in a normally stressed environment? Has it changed? How has it changed? I think it's changed and it's stressful for different ways now, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, in March, when um, everyone kind of was on lockdown, many of the people that are in the industry lost their jobs. um, And those that are left and that were remaining had to really um, kind of help trod forward, help continue to move forward. So that might mean taking a different perspective and transitioning into doing the virtual events and doing online events. Um, So what happened is that many of the event planners since virtual events wasn't a primary method of meeting for most, it now is. So there is a big, huge learning curve that people had to go through in a short span of time that then put more stress on um, on planners to learn all the different platforms or learn where they go to and find different partners to help meet the need with the virtual space. So I've seen that. And then on the flip side, where everybody else has been seen to be able to get to normal, right? With um, going to the grocery store and going to the movies even. With some of these large scale events, you look at Broadway, uh, they're not able to happen right now. Um, Even sporting events, they're not able to happen. And really that's an extension of the event industry and live events. Mm. So the stress of figuring out now, hey, I've been unemployed for so long, what am I going to do? I'm now at a point where I need something, whether it's something 
part-time or something not in the industry. People are now making those choices uh, to step out of the industry for a little bit until things come back. So there is stress, but definitely in different ways, learning new things and then really figuring out what, what is their life trajectory now that this has been a big disruptor. Yeah, it's a huge disruptor. I think you've underestimated that. I, uh, yeah. I'm thinking if you look at the volume, you know, we here in Australia have just seen it, you know, decimated tourism, all of our events, everything's gone online. I just seem to live on Zoom. <laughs> and, yes. and with that, I, I'm imagining that's right. So your job, the job role of an event manager too, also what is the future of that? You know, how, how will events just go back to the way they were? Some of them will, such as Broadway shows and sporting events, but many conferences um which people used to travel all the time for you know will they be a still a great opportunity for networking and that face-to-face presenting and there's so much value there uh or will a lot of will it end up being a new normal of a bit of that but also a lot more online training um and an event um, facilitating so i think that i think it's it, the sky's the limit, right? I think we're in we're in a unique opportunity where it can be what we make it. But I feel like how the world is trending right now is there are people that have taken advantage of this online space, of this virtual space, and it works for some people. I would bet that there are some people that really did not want to be on the road all of the time. Yeah. So virtual space did open up opportunity for some to find a different area of, um, of, of making it work for their lifestyle. Yeah. So I feel like that won't go away. I feel like it's just an um, enhanced the live meeting where you have live in-person meetings, but then also have an, an engaged and robust virtual meeting to make it a, a really nice hybrid offering for some of these events moving forward. I feel like there's opportunities that you can't really just turn the blind, blind eye to once things get up and running in full speed, you're going to have to embrace the changes that we've walked through. Yeah, exactly. And that's what COVID has done. It's actually gone and done such a such a shift and such a, a stop in your tracks. You've actually had to go and say, okay, well, yeah, that's good things such as, did I actually enjoy all that travel? Am I actually loving it now? I'm home with the kids more or working from home and doing these flexible things. And can that be in the new future of event, event business? Or is it a sign, actually, I've come to this reality within myself that I actually would be better suited in a different different industry? Uh, and the same thing from me as a consumer, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I I've, I've speak at a lot of events and travel a fair, fair bit when um, pre-COVID. And so now I must admit, I like it a bit, but I probably didn't, don't need it as much as I had. And so you, we're, we're refinding the balance, which we won't know what it is yet. And so, yeah, it, it is very interesting. So those ladies, so then let's focus more on your business. A couple of things then. What was the biggest aha moment that then suddenly made you go, I need to create this business? Was it for the business? Was it for you personally, work-life balance? Was it that you just saw there was a niche opportunity? What sort of factors were happening when you made that intentional decision? I think that it had to do with the journey that I was taking personally. I am am definitely considered a go-getter. I am an overachiever. I must admit, I I do say yes a lot to things, especially when people are asking for my help. Uh, But I have gotten myself into places where I've said yes too much, I've taken on too much, and now things are unraveling at the seams. And I've 
work through a process myself that just has helped me get through it over and over again. When I get to the point where, you know, hey, everything is a little bit too big for me right now. How can I uh, tailor it back a bit? And that made me create planners on purpose and to see if I was going through it, I'm pretty sure that there's other planners that walk through this as well. And I wanna be able to help them get through those challenges that they're looking to get through too. And sometimes the challenges that planners are going through and have to walk through are pretty, pretty complex and they need someone to cheer them on and um, be a good support for them. Sometimes we're working through uh, really not so good working environments as well uh, and having to figure out how to navigate that, how to get through that, how to work with a different personality than your own to get through a stressful time where you, let's say maybe you can't get anything off your plate because of what's being brought on you. How do you navigate through that? So um, I love to help work with um, planners through those types of challenges. Mm. So you mentioned there you, you're a woman who says yes to pretty much everything or you had before and I think a lot of women listening to this podcast would have that same sort of feeling of oh my gosh like I say yes because I'm a nice person and I want to be helpful and then I just but I then say yes too often and then now I'm overwhelmed or now I'm tired and they they're kind of like busily on their way now you know how did you find particularly as an event manager who then just does things how did you find the ability to be able to pull back and sort of go okay well I need to also balance myself I'll be I need to get this in check ahead of the time before you're exhausted (laughs) (laughs) well I must say that my litmus test is always my children and my husband (laughs) so whenever things get overwhelming for me I might let it go a little bit but when they start um exposing kind of a concern about it, then that's when I know, hey, it's it's affecting how I show up for my children. It's affecting how I can support my husband. So therefore, we, I really need to look at what I have going on and see how, um, why I said yes to something is a priority for me and how can I shift it, it out of my realm of responsibility if it isn't important. So that's usually what I do. And they definitely are my biggest litmus test. And I feel like if I don't have them, what usually happens with me personally is that I just start to um, not be able to think straight or dropping the ball on certain projects. Uh, When I find myself doing that, it really indicates that you might have too many, too many balls that you're juggling. So let's bring it back a bit reevaluate what's on your plate and see how you can refine that a bit to help you operate out of a better place. Mm-hmm. Very good. So how, what was the biggest challenge you found actually just setting up planners on purpose? So this is very different from having an employer, being an employee for 25 years in an industry and then setting up your own business. As many people listening to this will go, okay, well, I'm using COVID or this time of change to actually set up a business. And you did that from Mm -hmm. scratch. What were your biggest challenges there? Well, I mean, the biggest challenge is just making sure that I directed my attention at the audience that I wanted to be able to to talk to. It's so easy to say, oh, maybe I would like to have an event planning business, right? Or maybe I wanted to um, 
work in an, another organization as a, you know, as an account director or something. I really wanted to, to meet a need and I really wanted to help. So I feel like that was my driving force for saying, you know what, this is where I need to help that I would like to help event professionals with this uh, particular niche. And I'm still, I mean, although it is uh, in its beginnings, I'm still working full time as an account director and um, working with clients, working with planners as well in that role. So for me, the biggest challenge is really, hey, after five, we're building, right? Building, um, building that business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that too. I have their side hustle as I'll, as I'll call it. So that's <laughs> right. You don't want to drop all of it while you're still building. And I think that's really good, good advice for people to hear as well to go, you know, because of the learning curves, you know, you suddenly got your websites, programs, online learning, your availability, booking systems, you mm-hmm. know, where, who is defining clearly who your niche is, how are they going to, how are you going to find those people? How are they going to find you? There's so much of a learning curve, right? And that can, you know, some people it happens overnight, well done them. (laughs) Other people, it can take a very steady churn to then suddenly hit that moment where, you know, it it starts taking traction and and you, you get that success. And so there's so much, I think that you do have to learn through and be kind on yourself while doing that. And then also it can be, even more effort because you're that's right you're already sort of trying to juggle your day job get your revenue in to support your new business and so mm-hmm. it's a catch-22 isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it, but it's a ba- it's a ba- it's a delicate balance that I definitely welcome um, again I, I see it as more meeting a need um, and I see it as something that I've naturally done over the years I've always been let's say that person that everyone um, comes to to say, oh my gosh, I'm in a pickle, Naomi. Can you help me see it in a different way? Or yeah. what is some what are some ideas here on to get me through this unique situation? So I've always been someone that is, somehow people gravitate, people in my circle kind of gravitate towards me for that. So it, I felt that that was a service that I would be able to offer as well. So it might take. Uh, some time to build. And I'm not just a life and business coach for just event professionals. I've had um, others that come to me as well, other women that are saying, hey, I would like to be able to learn a little bit from you and working with them as well. So it's it's not just event planners, but definitely that's that's where my heart is. <laughs> Exactly. There's always a little bit of creep. Um, yeah. and, and that's fun exploring as well. Mm-hmm. So tell us about someone you've worked with then. How have you helped them? What, what, how would they describe their experience with you working with them? Well, I feel like they would say that I'm definitely a, a cheerleader and a person who listens. Um, I'm a big listener. I love to listen to um, people's stories. And I feel like I'm very intuitive in terms of what I can, let's say, read from a situation. So those are some, um, I guess, areas of strengths that I would feel like those that have worked with me would basically say, like, I've I've been able to help people see it in a different way um, than they they are seeing it. And I'm able to find different areas that that they may not have seen Hmm. that I help bring to light and then just help encourage them to, um, to move forward and make the steps that they need to make in order to meet their goals. Yeah, super. Do they all have similar goals? 
or is it quite varied? I think it's quite varied. Some are looking to get through a really tight spot. I mentioned in their companies or organizations, let's say they're going through some challenges internally and um, typically these things you might be able to work out internally, but um, in this type of situation, they weren't. So they were coming for some, some advice and some coaching to kind of help navigate those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, um, People also come to me for business or um, career coaching as well, uh, especially if they're new to the industry. So helping them um, get some career tracking going. Uh, I love to work with um, those that are entering the industry as well. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. super exciting. Set them up well with all your experience for sure. Yeah. And what do you, you work with a lot of women then. So this podcast is Memoirs of Successful Women. When you look around for the people you're working with, how do you describe success? What does it look like or feel like to you? I feel like success is definitely balance. I I always see balance when I see success because whenever you get a little bit off balance, um, that's when um, problems arise and there's that gap of frustration that might be there. So I feel like if you can definitely manage your business in a way that you're meeting all your goals, that you're uh, working within your passions, and in addition to that, you're able to balance out all those other areas of your life, your health, your fitness, your finances, your family, when you have that complete balance, then I would consider that successful. Mm. What do you find that most people find the most difficult thing to balance then? I feel it's always the work versus home. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially for women that are in families. And I'm not sure if your listeners, if most of them are, you know, family, um, women that have their families at home as well, mothers, Mm -hmm. but that seems to be the biggest challenge with walking through situations with, especially now with virtual schooling or having to be on the road and travel and go to these different areas where you're being leaned on for being successful, uh, but you have that family at home. So juggling how the family is being taken care of and having that support system is really is really what I would see be a big challenge for people. Yeah, I, do. I would definitely agree with that. I, I do, because that's right. You can feel, you get your balance and what that means for you and that will be different to other people. And then that's right, when suddenly you get out of balance and and it often is those unpredictable work demands or extra projects or suddenly travel or whatever at that end. Or it can be the opposite side. One of your kids is sick or you're now trying to juggle all this while do homeschooling um, or husband's away. Um, and then so you can get, you know, any factor can actually then just throw out the balance. And, and I think for, for me, it's about giving yourself what, you know, I work on that 80-20 rule, which those that I coach will know that. Uh, sorry, because I want to have a good buffer. Because if you're at that 99%, right, and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm such a multitasker, I'm so juggling everything kind of lady, (laughs) Uh, that's well done, except if you suddenly tilt the balance, everything comes tumbling down. Whereas if you're sitting at the the 80% sort of coasting, pretty juggling, and you've got a bit of extra time, which you do fill in with lovely things, me time. Mm -hmm 
extra, you know, hikes or a bit of extra business venture or whatever they are in that buffer luxury zone, it's great because I'll call that my innovation space, my self-care yep. space, my delicious space. Yes. Um, but when things go belly up, I've got more room to shift, you know. Do you find that? Like I've got suddenly go, okay, this is I'm going to have to give up a bit of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy to do so as a mom because someone needs me or this is going to be hard because hubby's away for a couple of weeks or I've got this mm-hmm. other opportunity and it, they, I, I need to get fully on deck for that. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And that's, that's it. I mean, because some there's, there's always going to be that, that, um, that off balance that happens, like you mentioned, you know, either work is creating those demands or your, your home is creating those demands, or it might come from a different place. Um, but it's always figuring out how to reset it, uh, figuring out how to say, okay, I'm seeing that demand come from this area of my life. So that means that maybe these other areas may have to take a, take a little bit of a back seat, or I might have to release some responsibilities here in order to deal with my work project that I'm having going on and making sure that it has a, a time to it, that you know when it would end to see when things can shift back. I always get worried about making, people that are working something consistently, let's say they have this project, it's taking all of their time, but then they re- once that project's completed, that there's another sense. project <laughs> that comes. And then you're consistently allowing these areas, to, these other areas of your life to, um, to, to create a need, right? So yeah. just making sure that you're always paying attention to all of it and um, having that, that cohesive balance. Mm-hmm. I think it's a constant struggle for all of us. Uh, just, yeah, so it's that balance. And also once you've found it, to recalibrate, to re, you know, to look at it, have an awareness of constantly, you know, just, yeah, every every whenever, week, month, to actually have a little sit back and go, okay, well, yeah, that's right. What's coming ahead? What, you know, how am I feeling at the moment? Because you do, you get used to it. Once you're on a buzz of a big project, sometimes you can sort of, you do get used to working at a faster mm-hmm. rate and that's all good. It's very efficient, but it's not sustainable. That's right. And that's right. There's other costs of who's missing out, whether it's yourself or others during that time. And uh, and it's it's good to recenter, get back to your 80% and then, and then yeah. start to flourish again. So. Absolutely. It's definitely a challenge, but I feel like if, if, if you're aware of it, that's the biggest thing, right? Just being aware of, you know, hey, I am, I am uh, this, this person who's a go-getter, this person who definitely wants to, um, to, to reach towards the top as far as the career goals, but I also care about my family and I care about these other areas of my life. So I'm just going to walk through my life purposefully more aware. I'm going to be intentional about the time that I spend and just always keep an eye on it. I feel like that's, that's what everyone can do and becoming aware is the biggest thing to make sure that you're operating with your eyes wide open. 100% agree. So how do people find you, Naomi? What's your website? Well, my website is um, plannersonpurpose.com. And um, I'm also on Facebook, Planners on Purpose. Everywhere is Planners on Purpose, except for Twitter, which is Plan on Purpose. So um, definitely seek me out. I would love to be able to connect with anyone that um, feels as though what I do is um, something for them. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think you're very easy to find planners on purpose. And I, I think anyone who's listening who is uh, a planner or an event manager or not, who has a similar business that you're in an industry that's just really stressful and you mm-hmm. want to get some balance, get some coaching around that, you know, um, reach out to Naomi and she, she'll hopefully head you in the right direction. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing with me today and my listeners. I think it's been really interesting and congratulations on setting up such a niche business. Uh, I well, think it's really wonderful. Thank you. It's been wonderful to be here. I enjoyed speaking with you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Memoirs of Successful Women. You can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes and of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon and until then, happy podcasting.